You're listening to Aesthetically Speaking. On this podcast, we're talking about all things branding, logos, colors, fonts, and the strategy behind it all. It seems like these days it's easier than ever to build an audience, but harder than ever to stand out online. My name's Rebecca, and I'm a brand strategist and designer. I'm here with my sister, Abby, a lawyer who needs a creative outlet. Together, we're going to talk about how to bring your brand to life. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Aesthetically Speaking. We're going to be recording the reveal of Abby's brand today, not legal advice, but a quick disclaimer from Abby before we get started. Yeah, quick disclaimer for me. I am very, very excited about this. I just sound like I'm in the pit of despair because I have contracted some sort of respiratory (laughs) illness. So there was a time when I sounded like Phoebe from Friends when she gets sick and her voice drops like an octave. Uh Uh-huh. I would go into my kid's room and be like, hello, wake up. (laughs) But now I just kind of sound like I've been smoking for 20 years. So I apologize for my voice. I promise I'm happy to be here. It's not going to ruin anything. I'm very excited for this. So I told Abby before I started recording that I'm going to be leading this and she just gets to come along for the ride because here's what I'm thinking. I want to present this to you in the same way that I present my brands to my clients. And it won't be exactly the same because I do not present the designs live. I used to do that and I don't for a couple of reasons. One is it's just too high, high pressure, high stress for me. And it's also a lot of pressure for the client when somebody puts something out and they're like, what do you think? I was finding that my clients were just like, I, I don't know. I I need some time to think about like, it was just putting them in the spot. And so what I do now is I record a video presentation where I walk through everything, explain all the design, all of the decisions behind the design, and then give them a few days to think it over before I even send them a link where they can share feedback. So that way I tell them, take the ideas, let them marinate, see how you feel about it before you get back to me. So it'll be a little bit different. And I'm also going to show you more behind the scenes than I typically show my clients Because what I do, as you know, is I, rather than presenting, like, here's a bunch of different directions we could take for your brand. I go through all of that internally. And then I present to my clients the best option, but I am going to show you some of the in-process work that I did and some things that I tried and didn't work and why, just because I think it will be interesting to see. Yeah. I like that. That sounds fun. So I'm, I'm a little nervous. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It kills me. The days that I send out these presentations I seriously sit on pins and needles all day, just waiting to hear back anything. Yeah. You see it? Did you hate it? Do you love it? And I always tell my clients, a good design requires good feedback and good feedback doesn't always mean positive. It just means clear and descriptive. So you hate it. I want to know that, but more than just telling me that you don't like it, I want to know what it is that's com- that's not working for you. So I'll talk to you a little bit more about feedback at the end. But. Or you, if if I don't like the design, that's fine because I'm the client. But if I don't like the design, it to me, it means that Rebecca doesn't know me very well and doesn't <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah. These designs are a lot more pressure because they are so personal. <laughs> yes. But also usually at this point in the process, I have talked with my clients so much about the visual direction. Like we've decided on a narrative. They've even seen some color palettes and some stylistic choices as far as like typography and imagery is going. So by the time they see this, there shouldn't really be any surprises. 
If they okay. see something and they're like, whoa, where did that come from? That means that I have not done a very good job communicating the thought process so far. So okay. I'm at the point in my career where I am, I'm pretty confident that you're going to love this. And I think also if there are things that you're not sure about, it's something that we can talk about, which is what I tell my clients. This is a collaborative process. So as I walk through it, you'll be able to say like, did you think about this or did you do this? So let me first show you, this is a super not fancy process that I go through after I'm done talking to the client. We've done the strategy. I've created the stylescape. I go through and I just start with the objectives of the brand. And this is to really keep me focused. So, okay. and when I present this to the client, what I like to do is kind of say, okay, let's start back with the end of your strategy. What did we decide about your brand? So the objectives of the brand, not legal advice were these three things. Number one is to provide general awareness for how the law affects people's everyday lives. Number two is to make the law more accessible and transparent without providing actual legal personal advice. Very good. Very good. (laughs) And number three is to elevate the perceptions of lawyers and legal professionals as a whole. Okay. That's when you put it like that, that's so lofty. It is. It is quite lofty. And like I was saying, it seems so, how could I dare aspire to that? But I'm looking back at clients that I've worked with, you know, over the last few years. And I'm like, we have totally done what they set out to do. Like we have changed the perception of these things or changed the way that people talk about specific industries. Branding is so powerful. Yeah. So what I do is I make these two lists basically of what the brand is and what the brand is not. And So these are the these are the words that I came up with. And I re-listened to our session and I also took some notes during that session. So I kind of put everything together. Okay. So on the is side, I have not legal advice is knowledgeable, creative, professional, regulated. That was something that we talked about a lot. Not that your actual brand is regulated, but that the world is full of regulations and that legal stuff has all these regulations that's kind of unknown. Yeah. Transparent interesting, artful. I didn't necessarily want to say artistic, but there's an artful aspect to the brand. Yeah, I, think I like that. Come out more. Compassionate and respectful. And this was something that came through as I was listening the second time is we're really not trying to make people feel stupid for not knowing things. Right. But we are trying to simplify information about the law, about lawyers, about the legal world as a whole. Do you want me to read the list of is not? Yes. <laughs> okay. So Rebecca said, not legal advice is not sleazy, sarcastic, skeezy, excuse me, not skeezy, not or sarcastic, sleazy. <laughs> not snobby, not cutesy. That's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Not silly, not juvenile, not self deprecating, and not overly academic. That's true. Because I really didn't want anything that felt like I'm a bitter lawyer making fun of lawyers or even I'm a lawyer, but the profession is stupid or there's all these problems. It's a healthy admiration. Right. And kind of, like you said, the name is kind of twee, but it's not, it's not insulting in any way. Right. Okay. So from these two lists, I do this little exercise called the creative application. And basically what I do is I kind of group these things into categories based on what is similar And then I say, what visual elements could I use 
to convey those feelings or those words, right? Okay. So on the left side, I have rules, structure, protection, education, regulation, all of those kinds of feelings. And to me, I would communicate that through lines, blocks, anything straight or solid and like something that's underlined or highlighted Mm -hmm. captures that element of education. So going down the list, the next thing was the legal slash attorney slash government lawyer profession. Right. For this, you know, we've talked about this in our episodes before, but these are a lot of things like the color red really kept coming to me. Interesting. That was something that when I'm thinking about Abby, I often think of the color red. And then there's things like red, white, and blue and eagles and like a stamp or a seal or serif fonts. What I really didn't want to do was make it look too government, but that was something that is part of the brand. And so I wanted to consider that, right? Right. And I'm not running for office. Right. But yes, I think visually you're on the right track there. Yes. A brand or design that I actually kind of looked at for inspiration was the movie Legally Blonde. Oh. Because they actually had different goals, but some similar creative choices. Yeah, I can see that. In using the legal field and the legal world, but also making it something opposite, which is like really feminine and girly and full of personality. So I thought that was something interesting to look at. And then the next section was creativity, artisan or artful, unusual, novel. And for that, I thought purple or pink, a variety of colors, even like crazy handwriting or cursive. I also thought like a big block sans serif could work. And it's important to note that when I make these lists, I'm not going to use every single one of these things. Right. It's just things you've considered. And I'm not, some of them I might even say like, okay, I'm definitely not going to use that because that would be pushing it too far on one side. Right. But it's helping make the connection between the feeling that we want and the actual visual that we create. Right. So the last section was something that I kind of had a hard time explaining. I saw it visually before I had the words for it. Okay. The word that kept coming to mind was pedestrian. Interesting. Okay. And pedestrian is a word that they use a lot in the design world to mean something that can feel simplified or generic, but also kind of like an anti-establishment. Yes. I actually really like it. And so for that, I was thinking of something with street signs or crosswalk, something that's like symbolic with the guy that's walking. Yeah. So for those kinds of words, I that spoke to the accessibility and transparency on our everyman, simple aspects of the brand. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the four categories of things that I wanted to capture in the brand and some of the different ways that I thought about going about that. This, right. I did all of this before I actually designed anything. Okay. But I'm going to show you now the Pinterest board. Ooh, I'm very excited. <laughs> okay. So here is the Pinterest board. And walk me through some of the things that you see. Okay. What I'm seeing, I really like. So the colors are, the the kind of vibe of the whole page is Mm -hmm. really colorful and a little bit whimsical, but it doesn't look childish, Mm -hmm. which is a hard balance to find. So it's a lot of contrasting, complementary colors. It looks very editorial, like what would be printed in a magazine. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of it is very type heavy, which I like because a lot of this is going to be verbal. 
And then there's a lot of interesting kind of patterns of crosswalks or sidewalks and light mm-hmm. and shadow. Yeah. Some interesting like planners, mm-hmm. graphic design stuff, people walking in the city. And then a lot of it is square shapes, but that have been modified. Mm-hmm. So like there's a notebook that has a bunch of squares on it, but the colors are like a raspberry red and then a dark burnt orange and then an aqua. Mm-hmm. Or there's a pattern here for another. It's like a piece of stationery and it has a bunch of squares in a grid, but some of the gridded squares have scallops around them in different colors. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all very graphic and colorful, but there's definitely structure to it too. Yes. And even though I would say like the dominant shape I see is squares, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like so corporate or so linear. It looks, this looks like something that would be for a, a brand for a creative. Yes. Okay. Ugh. I love it when you bring up everything that I wanted to capture so perfectly. Well, this isn't my first time looking at your Pinterest page. <laughs> Just a couple of things that I wanted to note here. I definitely was leaning towards big, bold, sans serif. Uh-huh. I love the page that says error, 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 error. That That is like so... That's exactly what I would want my brand to look like. Yes, yes. And I liked some kind of hand-drawn things. I opted against any cursive or anything that felt really too cutesy. Yeah. Because we didn't want it to be like silly or juvenile. I really liked this one that has just all of the swatches of scribbles. Uh-huh. And I remembered that you said lawyers always have the legal pad and there's always proofs and things that they're circling. And so I thought, okay, if there's a way that I can bring that element in somehow. So this was kind of my first take of what I was going to see visually for uh-huh. the book. And I also like taking inspiration from planners and print products because the legal world, like we talked about, is this like mysterious thing that affects everything we do. But there's also so much literal paperwork. Yes. And so kind of that juxtaposition I thought was really interesting. Okay. So now I'm going to share my other screen and I'm just going to walk you through what I did. Okay. The experience is very different reviewing a brand for someone else. Right. Even someone that I know super well that I can be like, oh, that Pinterest page looks just like Jonathan. Uh Uh-huh. Versus being like, is it me? Right. Does it fit not just the idea of what I'm like or what someone's perception of me is, but would I want this? Yes. Yes. It's like this synergy of those two things. Right. Like how other people would describe you and how you want to be described. Yes. Okay. So this is my illustrator board. And the very first thing that I saw when I actually sat down to type out like not legal advice was I imagined it like an insurance claim that was legal advice at the top with that big red stamp that says like denied, but it would just say not. Not. Oh, I like that actually. And I I did a version that's kind of like a a warning street sign where it's red and it says not in red. And then in a square, it says legal advice underneath it. And I liked that. I was like, okay, like that, that gets it what it needs to get at. Right. But there was nothing artistic or interesting about it. Yeah. I really feel like your brand should make commentary on its own in a lot of ways. And so I wanted Uh to just have a little bit more to it. So then I really started exploring this concept of 
underlines. So it just has not okay. price and they're all underlined uh-huh. kind of like blocks in between them or rules or like restrictions. Yeah. And I did a lot of that. Like I did it in all caps. I did it in lowercase. I broke it up. I put it all in one line and I kind of liked the way that it read. Like it felt like this staccato, not legal advice. Yes. Feeling. But again, there wasn't a whole lot of artistry to that. Well, and looking at the page, the one that my eye goes first is where you have the three colors in a row. Uh-huh. So it's red, blue, and green. And like that I quite like, mm-hmm. but it is also, it's the repetition of the logo three times. Right, right. So then I experimented down here with the word not legal oh, advice. I love that. But the I just put a bar of, took out basically the middle of the word. So your eye fills in the gap, but. Right. And I loved the symbolism of that. Uh-huh. Because it's like the things that you can't see, but you're using and comprehending, even though like you're not really aware that they're there. Yes. And this one I really liked conceptually. I just didn't love it visually. I, I really felt like it kept reading as hot legal advice. Which is not my specialty. Which could be your other brand. <laughs> my other brand. Environmental <laughs> law for climate change. Hot legal I, advice. I was just going to say it can be legal advice for hot people. <laughs> I was. I immediately went to malpractice for burn victims. Oh my gosh. That's the difference between you and me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and the other thing that I was trying to be cognizant of was the fact that not legal advice is a long name and there will be a lot of places where yeah. you need to use an abbreviation of that. And I think you can either do just an N, you could do an NLA. I played around with kind of combining them, but I wanted something that didn't look like NRA. Yes. And so this design, I didn't feel like was really capturing it. And then the other thing is I was using um, a font called Futura, which is like a great 20s font, super readable and friendly. But I felt like it was maybe looking too far on the juvenile side. So I was like, okay, I think I do envision this in all caps, but maybe I can tweak the letters to feel a little bit more like readable and approachable. Right. I wanted to balance like the this is serious with this is for everybody, right? Yeah. So then I played around with a version where it was blocked out. So like it would have green background with white text. This has not uh-huh. advice or even having each of these be their own color, right? Like this. Mm-hmm. And again, I felt like that was fine, but that felt a little bit too educational, right? It does look kind of like an elementary school banner. Yes. And at this point, I wasn't totally decided on a color palette. I've been pretty decided on red, but I wasn't super set on it. And then I started just typing out in tons of different fonts. And I found this font that is an all caps font, but it has some angles in like the G and the C that are a little bit wide or too narrow. Just enough so that it doesn't look too official. But the yeah, all- it looks fun, but serious. Yes. The all caps suggest some authority to it. I also, instead of lining everything up perfectly, which spoke to like the rules and regulation, but I wanted to speak more to that pedestrian and that artisan approach. I just decided to off beat the words. So they're not centered. They're not anything. It's not is to the right. Legal is to the left. And advice is kind of in between. 
Okay. And I played around with a few different arrangements of that and ultimately decided if they only read one thing, legal would be good. And it almost reads as legal, not advice. (laughs) (laughs) Which works, I think. Which I really liked. So this was kind of the concept that I took and I kept tweaking it until I got to this version where I had highlighted like a knockout text with legal advice underlined. Okay. And then I started kind of solidifying the color palette a little bit more, which brings me to this version right here. Okay. So I have not legal advice. And the only thing I've adjusted is I have turned the I into a lowercase I. Uh huh. It's still that off kilter, not legal advice. Describe this color palette. This is not the final color palette, by the way. Okay. So this color palette, it looks almost primary, but not quite. Mm-hmm. So you have like a red orange and then like a sunshine yellow. Mm-hmm. But the green, it's not like a Kelly green. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more blue green. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a periwinkle blue and then like a light sky blue. Yes. So there is like, you know, these basic colors that you would see on the color spectrum or like for a printer, but they're tweaked a little bit. So they're, it, it looks to me like a more digital brand, not as much about a naturally occurring. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this was what I designed originally. I finished it out. I felt really good about it. I'll zoom out a tiny bit. Even the... The little, Rebecca's made a little, I don't know what to call it, like a textile at the bottom Uh that has this cute kind of handwriting font. And it says, you have the right to remain silent. May it please the court. Motion denied. Judicial opinion. Which like, that's so cute. I would use that. Yes. I wanted to do, so I, I created like a brand pattern and I wanted to use something that was combining things that people know with things that they really don't understand. And so I just put up like the top 20 most common legal phrases used in like movies and books and stuff. And so, yeah, it's all these things. Do you swear to tell the whole truth, the the truth, the whole truth, right? Remain silent. I'll rephrase the question. Like all of these things that we, like we actually have no idea what they mean. Yeah. And then I put them in this handwritten font that has some all caps and some lowercase. Yeah, it looks really cute. So that could be like a ticker tape across the bottom of the website or even like printed on a tote bag or something like that. Yeah. So this was, and then I'll just zoom in and show you this. So I did like a business card design and then I did a submark, which is four blocks and it has NLA and then the right lower block has the big registered sign, which which I thought was really fun because normally you want to make that as small as possible. But because it's right. a legal brand, we want to emphasize that. Yeah, I love anyway, that. So this is where I was. I was like, I think this is it. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Closed my computer, went to bed. And I literally woke up in the morning. I was like, I know what I need to do. I know how the brand needs to change. Okay. So I didn't so change. I shouldn't, get, I shouldn't get attached to this version because it's going to change. It's only going to change slightly. I'll scroll down and you'll see. But it's the, the 2% or sorry, it's the two degree shift that makes all the difference. So here is what I landed on at the end. Okay. Okay. So the color scheme has changed. Yes. Everything the is logo the same except not. the colors. Or, yeah. Except okay. Them. Yeah. So the color scheme now, it still has, I would say the, the impression of it is the same. Yeah. 
So it still looks like, oh, a modified primary color scheme, mm-hmm. but something that's primarily digital, very modern and mm-hmm. whimsical, but not too whimsical. Yes. Yeah. My- now it has like, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Tell us about the colors first. The, the red and the light it. blue color are the same. Yeah. The sky blue and the red orange are the same. The yellow, instead of like a sunshine yellow, is now like a like a mustard, like a chartreuse. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it's looking on my computer. Is that translated yeah. correctly? Yeah, that's exactly right. Which is actually interesting because when I when I in my mind envisioned not legal advice, uh-huh. I, I envisioned it either all lowercase or all caps. Uh-huh. And I envisioned it in that green. Mm. Like that's the color that I saw to be this is yeah. something new, but not that new, but a little bit new. Yes. Yeah. And then it has a very light millennial pink and then a cornflower mm-hmm. blue. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this was my thought. The original color palette, I really liked it, mm-hmm. but it felt too primary education to me. Okay. Which wasn't bad, but it felt more academic. And really, when I was thinking about this, I was, you're not really going for an academic experience. You're going for more of like an art museum experience. Yes where anyone can go and appreciate it. It's very creative. It's very interesting. It feels very novel. And so I was like, okay, the red and like green and yellow are just too primary. We need to do something that feels more artistic. Okay. And I do, I do get that from the second one. It's just like, yes. it's off kilter enough. Yes. That you're like, oh, this must be artsy. Yes. Well, and it has that red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. But it does not feel patriotic or governmental at all. No, which is good. Right, which is good. Like, it's just enough to hint of it where, but even if you, like, this is what I like to do. I like to tell my clients, like, squint your eyes so you can't even read the words. And even if you do that, you get the right feel for the brand. Yeah. It feels professional and authoritative but still has a lot of personality and interest and like ways that you can dive into it. And I just, I loved even like the business cards so much more with this design. And I wanted to do, I imagine these like sticky notes or like ticker tape that would just have not not legal advice printed on them that you could tape over a folder or imagine like, let's say you had a gift store, like that would be the packaging tape, right? Yes. So we're like really getting at this idea of, it's not legal advice and we're not telling you what to do, but we are telling you what to do. Yes. Well, and it's so interesting too, because I don't think I said this in our branding session. Uh-huh. Because I don't I don't think we even got into any discussion of what is my visual taste. No, I was gonna say we normally would, but we just didn't. We just ran out of time. So we talked a lot about like the ideas that I'm interested in. And you know a little bit about my aesthetics because you know who I am as a person. But yeah, if if someone had said what is your ideal aesthetic? Mm-hmm. I would have said like, my favorite thing in the whole world is art museum gift shop. <laughs> yes. Like that's that very is, much the vibe that I want for this brand. Yes. That's the aesthetic for me. Cause it's super interesting ideas, a little bit weird, a little bit avant-garde and still very, very smart, but still very smart, intellectual, engaging, mm-hmm. but like visually you're drawn in. Cause you're like, I don't know why I need the Rubik's cube. Yes. It's in the Piet Mondrian colors, but I need it. I have to have it in my life. Oh my gosh. Yes. 
Yeah. That was exactly what I wanted to create through this. I was like, I don't want this to feel like, no, this is an online learning center where you can download resources. Like, blah. I want it to be like, this is an experiential website where you can learn how many laws you broke yesterday, or I don't know, whatever yeah. it is. Lawsuits you could have been eligible for, you know? Even seeing it in this format, since you have presented it between brand number one and brand number two, Uh I even feel like I'm having more ideas. Like, okay, if I were to do like an exhibit in a museum, how would I translate, you know, what I think about the law and how important it is? Mm -hmm. And how would I creatively like show that to people? Yes. So I I definitely get the creative from it. And I'm very... (laughs) Well, and... I was kind of thinking, what would I do for a photo shoot? Yes. Because I love this idea of having the text of like common things. But I even thought like if you printed out a judicial opinion that's pages and pages and pages and taped that all over the back wall Uh huh. and then did like a big stamp or like a banner or something of the logo just over the top of it. Yes. Like that would be such a compelling image. And I'm even like that. I mean, that wouldn't necessarily be a photo shoot, but that could be like a guerrilla marketing tactic, right? Like on the side of a building, just have all of that with a banner that's like not legal advice. Yes. You know, and the other thing is I was thinking for messaging for the brand, it would be really cool if you, if we rewrote the Miranda rights for your Ooh, Okay. Something that's like, you have the right to know what laws apply to you. If you don't have a lawyer, you should get one. Yes. (laughs) You know, but like take that because that's, again, something that people are super familiar with because of pop culture. Right. Say like, this is what we believe and what we want for you through the law, through not legal advice. Yes. I actually really like that. I'm going to do that for my brand. Yes, you totally should. I think it's like a manifesto. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a manifesto. You could make it all typographical, either like in this kind of font or in the handwritten font, but the super easy framework for you to work with. I think this is so cool. It's really, it's very interesting to see things that I had thought of or like am inclined towards, but wouldn't have known how to do visually. Uh huh. I even think it's really smart how you used the font that's like in the brand font for the Uh business cards and the logo. Yeah. It's just the right touch of serious with whimsical. And then the secondary font mm-hmm. I love as a background. But I think if you'd put that on my business card, I would have been like, no one's going to take me seriously. Right. Yeah. And I really like the idea of doing, I don't think all your images have to be black and white, but that's definitely something that you could explore. Mm-hmm. I was going to say for a photo shoot, if you did papers on a wall, but I also imagined, I love this idea of like people crossing the street. Mm-hmm. That's one of the examples with the big crosswalk lines, because that kind of mimics the lines of the brand. I thought you could do a really cool photo shoot, either aerial footage or even just almost Abbey Road style, where it's like yeah. on a street kind of thing with the vantage point kind of closing in behind you. Yeah, I really like it. Or even like I'm imagining, you know, I love to do people at their desk, but do something weird. So like do, you know, the whole desk is covered with papers made out of papers or something. Yes. There with like a marker circling the same thing everywhere or something. I would love it where everything just says like, not, 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 not. Yes. Yeah. I think that would be super fun. Now that I've returned to law firm work, I can confirm everybody's desk is 
literally every single person is just like papers everywhere. Oh my gosh. It's a little bit stressful for me. I know I'll get there, but I just started. So I'm like, oh, everybody's dead. How do you find anything? (laughs) But my office is way smaller than Meghan Markle's in suits. And she's not even a lawyer. So. Oh my gosh. She's a paralegal. I would love to see some cool like color block swag. Yes. I'm imagining a Patagonia jacket that's light blue, but the right breast side is green. And then the pocket over the left breast is red. Yes. That would be so cool. I would love to do swag for this brand. Yeah. Because I remember when you were talking about how all lawyers get the same swag and it's a hydro flask and a random desk object that has the company's name on it. And if it's a sweater, it's a it's a quarter zip. Not Always a, a quarter zip. zip. Always a quarter zip. Which I have a really short neck. So on me, the quarter zip is like... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Honestly, Rebecca, you, you've outdone yourself this time. I really, really like this brand. Is there anything that you don't like about the brand or that your initial thoughts are like, oh, I'm going to need to think about that more? Honestly, no. When I saw all the versions that you went through, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I liked your first draft. How can you uh-huh. possibly do this? And then I, I really liked the one that was kind of like super, what's it called? The strike through. Uh-huh. I really liked that. I think it was just a readability issue. Mm-hmm. But this last one, it, it feels right. Like it feels a little unorthodox, mm-hmm. but it has enough cues to tell you that this is something that's serious, important, intellectual, creative. Yes. Yes. All and honestly, it, it makes me excited to work with work with this if I were to create something like merch. Yes. Or even like, I think creating infographics in this style Yes. Would be really, really fun. Yes. Like I didn't even get into this, but with my clients, I often create a set of icons. Mm-hmm. What I would do is I would take the official government icons and I would find a way to color block them. Okay. Right. Or like add some detail to them. So they look kind of like stamped. Uh-huh. Similar to the way that the logo is. But yeah, do maybe the guy is wearing a t-shirt instead of just a body or maybe his head is in a different color. Yes. Or like maybe your people are all wearing hats, but something where it's obviously kind of referencing that style and like super Mm -hmm. simplistic, but has the colors and maybe just a little fanciful detail of some kind. Yeah. It's really fun. I'm, I'm very impressed. Yay. I'm so glad. Okay. So this is what I wanted to tell you about feedback because this is a really important part of the process. I once wrote a whole thing about how to give good feedback and It's kind of a shame because I think we're just not really taught how to do this, even as creators. I think most people are just not taught to do anything confrontational at all. It's so true. I was going to say, even as creatives, critiquing is something that you start to learn, but it's not always, it's not always clear how you actually make it productive other than just asking questions of why did you do that? And most designers, if they're good, will have experienced so many professors saying, why did you do that? Why? Like my teacher used to ask me about every single line I drew because I love to use lines as dividers. I don't know if you- I remember that. There were some wedding invitations that were- Yes. Everything was in a block. I just love lines. And you'd be like, why is that there? Does that need to be there? And it's like- "Mm -hmm." And it's like, sometimes it does, but if you can't articulate that, then it's not good enough. Yeah. Anyway, 
So this is, this is what I tell my clients. I say, I want you to take the whole design and just consider how it feels, like kind of a gut reaction. How does this feel when I look at it? And just kind of, you know, jot down a few words, tell me what you're feeling. And then look at individual elements and see if those are all aligned. So instead of just saying, I don't like the design, you can say, the design feels really silly to me. Mm. And when I look at the individual elements, it's the color palette that feels the most silly. Okay. And then instead of just saying, so can we make the color palette red, white, and blue, or can we turn the green into yellow? Open it up for discussion with your designer and say, what do you think we can do to make the color palette feel less silly? Okay. And that's not because we know best and you don't know anything. It's because sometimes the thing that you're thinking of might be something that they already tried. It might be something that your competitor is doing. And so there are other reasons beyond just what it looks like that you right. to consider. And a lot of times, you know, typically my clients are like, I really don't know what I'm doing. I trust you. It feels a little bit too heavy. You know, what could we do? And I'll say, oh, okay, I think it feels a little bit heavy because there's not enough white space. So if we use less colors on each page, but we keep the color palette the same, does that feel better, right? Or maybe it feels heavy because the blue is too dark. So let's lighten up the blue and see how that feels, you know? And a lot of times it's just, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Can you tell me more about the colors? And I'll walk through, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I tried. And as I articulate each decision to them, they're like, oh, you're totally right. Yep. Great leave it the way it is. But I think it can be really tempting to go in and say, oh, if we just tweak it this way without having a conversation with your designer who you have paid to be an educated resource for you. Well, I know you've had clients who have been like, can we just move this flower three pixels to the left? Yes. And then you're on Zoom being like, down, 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 right, 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 (laughs) down, right. Which is like, come on. Yeah. And sometimes it gets to that. And at that point, it's not really a strategic decision. It's just a preference, which is totally fine. I want my clients to love their brand, right? But a lot of times I'm like, hey, I actually put it in the exact quadrant that it needs to be to look visually balanced. Mm. So just something to be aware of, you know, or sometimes like I have clients that I don't know if you know this, but visual center is not the same as mathematical center. What? Whoa. You're going to have to explain that. <laughs> Sorry, I should I should have said that better. But um, the mathematical center of a page is the exact center horizontally and vertically, right? Okay. So that would be if a page is 10 by 10, that would be five inches from the bottom, five inches from the side. Mm-hmm. But the visual center of the page, which is where we think the center should be. I'm assuming that's going to be higher. Is a tiny bit higher. Okay. Okay. When you've said that, it's not that crazy, but I was like, what? Yeah. So if you typically ask people to put like put a dot in the center of the page, they'll put it just a tiny bit higher than it actually is. Interesting. But that also means that when we center something perfectly, if it's actually pixel perfect, it will look off center to most people. Interesting. So designers have to know that and bounce it up. It also comes into play if you are left aligning something and you have like a C or an O on the edge, because of mm-hmm. the edge, it's perceived to be farther to the Pushed right in. than it really is. So you have to bounce it out. So just these things that designers have to be aware of. 
and and they are, and most clients are so wonderful, but don't be afraid. This is what I tell my clients. Don't be afraid of offending me. I'm not offended. I've done this for so long. And for so many clients, there's nothing that you can say that would hurt my feelings. My Mm -hmm. own objective is to help this brand work for you. So I want you to like it, but I also want it to meet the objectives that we discussed. So that's where I start back with, here's the objectives of the brand. Here's what we're trying to achieve. Why do you think that adding purple to this color palette would make it more authoritative, right? If you're going to be the designer, then you have to justify your decisions too. Yeah. But that's basically what the process looks like. I wanted to mention before we wrap up that I have just added a series of case studies to my website that walk through this process that I do for these branding challenges for my actual clients. So you can see here's the process that we went through. Here's what You can see how much more us. patient Rebecca is when you pay her. <laughs> well, and just how far it goes, right? Like how you can take right. this simple concept and carry it through all the way to the packaging and the product and the website and the Facebook ads and all of that stuff. So if you're right. interested, I'll link that in the show notes and you can go binge all of those. I've written out tons of interesting insights and design notes that you can see. So that's everything for Abby's brand. And when Which she- I, I just want to say again, I really love it. I'm so excited. Yay. Yeah, I'm so glad. So hopefully when she decides to start posting and all that, you guys can go support her and we'll get it all exported. But thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to you next time. See you next time. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to Aesthetically Speaking. If you want to support the podcast, please leave us a nice review or connect with us on Instagram at Rebecca Peterson Studio. 